where I get frustrated is is that like people say, oh, was it too late for Adidas to, to back out of this? I think it was too late years ago. Episode 23. We in it. We in it. We back. We back. Yes, sir. The Jordan episode. The Jordan and LeBron episode. And LeBron. Sponsored by Air Jordan and Nike. No, <laughs> yeah, not, Air not, Jordan. Not, not real. Nike. Don't sue us. Please don't yeah, sue please, us. Yeah, please. Yeah. This is in no way, shape, or form endorsed <laughs> really by anyone other than Malik and Dakari. Uh, don't sue us. At the Mad Mix. At the Mad Facts. Yes, sir. What's what are you saying? Oh, what are you saying? I was, I was, you go first, because I feel like I always start it off and I always get roasted for saying the same thing. <laughs> hey, so we're coming off of Halloween weekend. Today is actually Halloween Today, itself. Yeah, it's, so. it's, it's giving spooky vibes. Is it, though? Here, man. No, not at all. Uh, yeah. I, although I will say, yesterday was creepy. So <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Halloween weekend. You got to expect some like weird stuff to go down. What I think a pretty decent story to tell you, which right, I'll say on the podcast live right. direct. Let's do it. Um, First time I'm hearing this. Yeah, no, but like yesterday there was like fog rolling in. There's a lot of like weird fog. Do <laughs> you remember that? Do you see no, any of that? No. Did you leave your apartment yesterday, bro? Probably not. But I was like, damn, this is very much like... Uh, a spooky situation we got going on here. Yeah. Like it was like all of a sudden, like it'd be like super sunny, then all of a sudden it like got super foggy and then Wait, it was super nice. I, I did leave my, I don't remember seeing that. Really? Yeah, yeah. It might have been like different, like downtown, Maybe, but like yeah. I was here and I saw it. I was like down by Humber Lakeshore, which is like probably why. A bit spookier. Like, yeah, yeah, a bit spookier, you know. you know. So you were feeling a little scared. I was terrified. Got you. I, I, was, I was afraid for my life. <laughs> like, no. But you survived. It's all that What'd you get up to for Halloween? Halloween weekend. We threw a party on Friday. <laughs> shout out to Marlon. Shout out to Nat. Shout out to Odie. Um, that was up. That was uh, okay. that was like a proper, another house party again, you know? Yeah. Um, That's why I texted you. I was like, yo, come play basketball tomorrow. And you're like, yeah, like oh, it's not happening. I don't know about that one, man. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. Saturday was rough. But then there was another party that night. Um, had to run it back. Had to run it back. Smaller, you know, condo party, chill. Um, Sunday, no Halloween festivities at all. I hit up Mild Afro Lounge with the homies, though. Shout out to that spot for authentic West African food. That's legit. Yes, sir. That's legit. I got to go. I was just saying to you before this that, like, I feel like that this neighborhood needs, like, more shit like that. <laughs> yeah. By this neighborhood, I mean, like, uh, like West King Street, sure. Queen Street, Dundas, all like more cultural food area. Oh, for sure. Right, right. Like more like um, I feel like it's pretty diverse, but I feel like there's like a, a lack of like black cuisine, mm-hmm. whether it's yeah. Caribbean, whether it's like African. Like I feel like there needs to be a little bit more of that in this neighborhood. And I yeah, feel like that's a really good addition because like you get you get like. Pizza, so you get like Italian, you get like yeah. Greek, you get you're always Asian gonna food, have, yep, you always yep. get you know all that kind of stuff, and it's all fire. But like I was like, man, like I want more. We, we need we, we need. have such a huge population here, so it's like we should be able to have these these places, you know? Yeah, totally. Imagine like we're like looking a, for those places to go to. Yeah, big time. 100%. Big time. There's actually um I think like a Nigerian restaurant that actually just opened up in uh, Liberty. Oh, okay. Which okay. is fire. So I'm, nice. gonna hit, I'm probably gonna hit that up. Yeah. I want to, yeah, I want to see more of that. I want to see more. I mean, like Caribbean restaurant that just opened on King, right? Like Miss Lacomores. We were talking about that. Talk about authenticity if you want, but it's black owned, partially black owned. Sure. You know, so 
I want to see them be successful. 100%, yeah, you big know? time, big time. I yeah. forgot about Patois as well. Patois. Ah, people have been telling me to go there. Uh, Patois fire. Yeah. Yeah. Patois okay. Fire. Okay. It's like it's not like Jamaican. Food. It's it's Jamaican food, but it's like like Asian inspired. It's like Asian fusion Jamaican restaurant. Like I went there a few years ago. Yeah. Very fucking good. Okay. Yeah, the vibes are really legit too. All right. All right. Yeah. Let's do that. It was a good time. Let's go sometime. It was a good time. All right. What'd you do this weekend? Uh, it was actually pretty dope. Like I went. Um, on Friday night, I went to like a like an art show, like an art gallery sure, sure. in, a, in yeah. the East End. So uh, the guy who was putting on the show, his name is Mahilo. I'm actually wearing the I got a, a mm. hoodie, uh, you know, certified. Um, <laughs> he does like a lot of like uh, album covers uh, for some like pretty big artists. Like he did um, like little Baby, little right? Baby's recent album cover. He did like little, all of the little yachties, like including Little Boat. Sure, uh, sure. All those. So, like, it, it was basically just like this, like, wide open gallery with like music playing. People were having some drinks. They had like all, like, the lighting was really dope. Like, they had like all like the album covers up on the wall and like yeah, you could yeah. see like a little bit about it. It was actually really cool. So, that was, that was pretty tight. Um, and then on Saturday, Saturday night, you know, I went to, went to my girlfriend's party, like one of my girlfriend's uh, friends' parties, I should say. Uh, shout out to Kretia. Um, but the craziest thing happened. So, like, weird shit happens on Halloween, right? <laughs> so, like, I'm Spooky sitting season. in my... This is the story. Yeah, so, I'm yeah. sitting sitting here on my couch. You know, we're getting ready. My girlfriend's, like, doing her makeup or something like that. I have the, the uh, balcony window open because it's a little hot in here. So, I'm, like, you know, sure. you know okay. air it out a bit. I hear some yelling coming from outside. I was, like, what's going on here? So, like, I go outside and, like, I look, like, down, like, from right balcony, in, yeah. from my balcony where the uh, entrance to my apartment is. I see these two guys like kind of like beefing, right? I was like, oh shit, shit's going down. I had to get my phone out, but I was like, you know, what? I'm gonna enjoy the moment. Sure. So sure. <laughs> I'm looking and like everyone's like, don't fight him. Like, and one of the, so the context is one of the guys looks like he's like an Uber East guy. Like he, oh, he had like no. the backpack on yeah. or something, or he like just got off his bike or some shit. Okay. Other guys is some like fucking like drunk ass fucking, you know, just causing some shit. Yeah. Uh, Drunk guy, like, starts to, like, get up in Uber East guy's face. He doesn't really look like he's wanting to, like, do anything. Drunk guy pushes Uber East guy. Uber East guy takes his dude, throws him to the ground. Oh, he's big. Well, I don't, like, both comparable size. Okay, okay, yeah. I'd say throws him to the ground. Drunk guy, but he's, like, drunk guy's wasted. Yeah. So he gets pushed to the ground. He's, like, sitting on the ground. Uber East guy gets on top of him and just starts wailing on him. Just beating, like, it looked like it was, like, something you'd see on, like, World Star. You got YouTube. us on video or not? No, no, no. Ooh. I was like, ah, uh, you know, I was like, if, if I'm going to use my phone, I should call the cops. Yeah, you know probably. what I mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I, like, Let me edit that out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was like, man, this guy's just, like beating the crap out of him. I'm like, holy shit. I was like, yeah. man, like, I was like, okay, like, everyone's like, get off because he's actually you know, just going to like much, knock this much. guy. I was like, get him off. Yeah. Drunk guy gets up and then he's like starting to yell at this guy again. He goes back up to him. I'm like, don't, bro. Uber East guy takes him. You know the how there's like construction going on right in yeah, front? Yeah, yeah, Uber East guy takes him, pins him up against the fence. I'm like, man, it's like a UFC this fight is a right now. Backstage brawl, WWE. Bro, I was like, what is going on? But the thing is, like, Uber East guy's just trying to call him because he's waiting for like security or the cops to come by. Yeah. Drunk guy gives him a couple good ones while he's like up against the wall. <laughs> they like separate, you know, and then drunk guy takes his food and walks away. What? I'm like, bro. You watched all that happen? I watched all it go down. I That's was like, man, crazy. I was like, this is nuts. You're like, who do I call? Yeah, seriously. But either sense, that was like some pregame entertainment. Yo, I would have just, oh my God, yeah. Dude, I was like, I was debating like going down. Cause like the thing is like, man, like no one's touching anybody. No, no one's doing anything. No, no. I'm like, bro, like 
you got to, like, separate these people. Like, someone's got to, like, take these two guys off each other. Yeah. I had a couple of drinks in my system, so I was like, I'll do it. And I was like, no, <laughs> I'm like, not going to nah, fucking do it. This nah. is stupid. No. But, uh, yeah, I went to a Halloween party. Yeah, it was nuts, man. Went to a Halloween party after that. Had a good Anyone time. Anyone fight there or no? No, no Damn. one fought there. We're Damn. all friends there, man. man. Uh, uh, you know what? You know what I really appreciate about a good party these days? Fights? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> like, no. Fuck that. Uh, is a good, like... Uh, like a spread, you know, like there's like charcuterie ah, there. That's, there that's was like chips. Right there yeah. was like you know treats, all that kind of stuff. I'm like, man, like I appreciate that. That's a good host right there. Yeah, uh, food of any kind that's not just chips. I yeah, appreciate. Yeah, yeah. You know, what? I'm like, you walk in, like, there's a vibe. I'm like, you know what? I, I rate this. Yeah, that's so fun. So that was man. That was like my weekend. Did a lot of Sunday stuff yesterday, like chores and whatnot. But yeah, like, yeah. Uh, you know, feeling feeling pretty good. So, bro, that actually reminds me because on Saturday I went to. Uh, <laughs> Before the party, I went to a boxing match at my, my boxing gym. I saw that. Which was hype. Were you with Patrick? The first time I ever, I didn't fight. No, were you with Patrick? No, no. Oh, because I think he was, in, he was at a different boxing oh, event. Oh, like, yeah. yeah, yeah um, shout out to Patrick. Shout out to Patrick, yeah. But yeah, there was like members of the gym that are more advanced in, in a like fight camp. They were fighting each other in a like three round, three minute per round like event, five different like. Uh, matches and all that and it was just cool to be that be in that environment right up to a ring yeah you know everyone's drinking we're eating we're having a good time and that was cool as hell man bro i find that like man i'm not really into like ufc or boxing or anything like that but yeah. i find like Live. nothing gets my like heart racing when i watch that stuff yep they land a clean hit in the face and you're like oh we're my like, god oh. man it's yeah. like it's barbaric there's yeah, something it like is. instinctive it and, and it takes it's like the coliseum right? yeah man <laughs> yeah like i totally get like I get it. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, it's weird. Um, that's our update. I think we had some pretty eventful weekends yeah, right good, there, you know? a good weekend, man. We got a bunch to get into. We got a lot though. to get into, man. Uh, we have to. We have to talk about it. We have to talk one. about it. We have to talk about I it. I think we skipped it last week. We skipped it last week because we were like, you know what? We just don't have the energy to do it, but like now yeah. we got to come with that energy. Because every day since, there's been a new update. And yeah. it's almost to an annoying level, so I kind of want to talk about it here and then leave it yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, this, this is it. Like, you I know? feel like we got to, like, say our piece and then we're done. 100%. So, Kanye West. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mr. Ye. Yeah. Uh, I think this all kind of starts, or it doesn't really start, but I think I'll mention, like, he had some comments and remarks on the Drink Champs podcast. Yeah. Um, that were anti-Semitic. And he even bragged about making anti-Semitic comments and that nothing would happen. Yeah, yeah. And then days later, just brand after brand after brand cuts ties with Kanye West. Yeah. So you got Balenciaga, you got all these other ones, but the biggest one being Adidas that yeah. has that partnership with Yeezy and distributes the shoes. Yeah. And they eventually cut ties. So it's been a lot of conversation online. They got a lot of pressure in order to do so. Yeah. Um, they did so later than all the other brands, which sure. is kind of worth mentioning. Yep. Um, they had the most to lose as well. They've, they've estimated in Q4 that's going to cost them about $250 million yep. as a decision and like projected revenue. So it's huge because he brought a lot of people to Adidas, right? Yeah. Um, but when there's enough customer backlash, enough people kind of pointing in one direction... Adidas's hands is, is tied. So I like to kind of just talk about, like, do you think it was too late for them to do it? Do you think it's justified? And then kind of just in general, like, his comments, I guess. Yeah. I'll say the first the, the first thing I'm going to say, just to establish this right off the bat for yeah. everyone listening. Right. I agree with 
everything that went down. Like, yeah. like you can't you can't make comments like that. Like it's it's offensive. Yeah, it's not okay. Um, it it harms people. It harms 100%. it harms Jewish people. Yeah, uh, which like you you just can't you can't do that to to certain groups. Yeah, to any group. To any group. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I like I think. I think him making those comments and like being like boasting about it and bragging about it almost is like I can't be canceled. Yeah, yeah, I'm like I'm like I'm like dude, like you know, I'm I'm not from that community, but I know a lot of people who are and I'm like you just it's not okay to make comments like that. It's not acceptable. It's not it's inappropriate and most importantly, it's harmful. Yeah. You know? Yeah. To those to those people because those people also get like you know, hate every single day, right? Yeah. Or like, you know, that community of people and that culture and that religion has like very much been um, discriminated against for centuries. Yeah, pretty you know, much. Millennium, essentially, right? right? Um, so I totally back it. Where I get frustrated mm-hmm. is is that like people say, oh, was it too late for Adidas to, to back out of this? I think it was too late years ago when you know 100%. when he's made you know harmful comments towards the black community. Yeah. And like that didn't uh, receive the same that backlash. Had, that that you know that had received very similar backlash. Like his comments around slavery being a choice. Like there's people who go back and forth online like you took this out of context where it doesn't matter what the context is. Like it was said yeah. and like regardless of how it was said or how he said it there's people out there that can like interpret that message and say, okay, my thoughts are justified here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? My racism is justified because a black man, you know, said exactly what I'm thinking. And if a black guy says that, then it's okay. hundred percent. Right. Yeah. So. And you all, you actually saw that with the Jewish remarks too, because there was this um, big, like, I don't even want to call it a protest. It was like a organization of Nazis pretty much that had messages and like boards in LA that said like Kanye is right about this and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, whoa. Yeah, like what the, f- like there's, you know, for anyone who's like, oh, like people are too soft these days or whatever. I'm like, man, like there is real time people who like think about this kind of stuff and have beliefs that are justified. Modern day Nazis. Modern day Nazis just yeah. coming in and yeah. just saying like, yeah, you know what, this gives us a platform. And like yeah. when that happens, like there's no, there's no coming back from that. There's no justifying that. So like him getting canned and like brands like dipping from him, yeah. like I think is the only appropriate move. What frustrates me the most is that like it points out like the inequity and like uh, the value of, of certain groups' opinions. Yeah. And I like want people to to hear this from the most respectful and honest way because sure. I'm not saying anything other than like brands are right for cutting ties people have are justified in their in their you know uh comments towards kanye like making inappropriate comments like i'm not disagreeing with any of that stuff mm-hmm. where i get tripped up on is that like he said horrible things about black people for like a number of years he's been like going for a long time and he's made comments that have actually harmed the black community over the course of like a few years, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? And there's no backlash or there's no disregard to, or there's there's so much disregard to those comments of being like, that's not okay. But as soon as it affects like a different group of people, mm-hmm. then, there's, then there's a different type of 
public reaction um, to, to, you know, suddenly now he's like public enemy number one, which for me, like, and it's two black people talking about this right now. Like, yeah, yeah, like it's like, of, of course he has. I, I hate that it's come to this for us to realize that. Yeah, you and it's, I mean? it's not funny at all, but like the week or two weeks before that, he wore like the White Lives Matter shirt, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. comments about George Floyd, and it's like we, there was backlash, but it kind of just jumped over it. Yeah, yeah, It wasn't yeah. that big, it, w- it didn't seem that big of a deal. Yeah, the tipping or, point wasn't that. No, the tipping point was I can make anti-Semitic comments and Adidas can't do anything about it. Totally. That line that Kanye said. That's the one that That's, it. you know what I that's mean? The and that's the one that did it. And here's the thing. It's like, I, I, I wonder, like, who to blame for all that. And sometimes, I, you know, I look at even just our own community, right, that didn't hold Kanye accountable. Like, definitely there were black people that were like, I don't mess with Kanye anymore, but the black people in power aren't really doing that. You're not having Diddy that owns Revolt TV, you know, get rid of Kanye and his platform. Sure. Instead, you're having him welcome Kanye to come on Drink Champs. Yep. He owns Drink Champs, you know? So it's like we have, in, in the places where we have the power, we didn't exercise it. Yeah. But then you have, you know, I think his name's Ari. I can't remember his last name, but he's... He owns the biggest um, entertainment agency, pretty much, in, in, in the States. And he actually called on a lot of these brands to boycott Kanye after the comments because that affected his Jewish community. Right. And you saw, like, he exercised his power in that instance and made change versus we could have potentially done that in our own way and we didn't. Yeah, totally. You know? So it's like... We kind of have to take care of our. We have to take care of our problems first before we expect other people to do it for us. Big time, in a way. Totally. And we have enough people and enough of a voice in pop culture, in media, that we could get Kanye canceled if we wanted to as a black community. For sure. But we don't. Yeah, for you sure. Know? I think it's. So, a, I think it's an interesting take. Yeah. Like, I think it's it's a tough pill to swallow, right? It is. It is. Yeah. Because it's like it's baked in like. Uh, you know, decades, centuries of oppression that mm-hmm. like it's like you know how could how could something like this cause us to turn our back to you know someone who didn't come from a lot of money, yeah, who yeah, made a name for himself, made a legacy for himself. You almost want to like, give him it, chances. That's an icon in in that community, mm-hmm. and like it's it's disappointing to see that kind of stuff happen. But like where I, I struggle is like, and like the where I come from is that like initially I was like, why, why do, why does this group get to choose this versus this group? You know what I mean? Why are these people's opinions valued more than these people? Yeah, I think that there's like there's feelings in that that like I find, uh, I think still hold true to some degree. But I think you made a really good point of like, how do we within our community hold leaders in our from our community yeah. accountable, accountable for their actions like that? Mm-hmm. And I think that like it makes the issue so much more complex when it's like less about like this like doesn't matter if you're black, white, Asian, you know, Jewish, yeah. any it doesn't Mexican doesn't matter. Spanish, I should say, doesn't matter where you're coming from. Like, 
if you're a Kanye fan, you're a Kanye fan, right? Yeah, and yeah. like you will, you can give him money. Yeah. Right. So it's not as like a united front because it's like you still like the black community alone isn't enough to cancel Kanye because no. white America owns Kanye. Right. 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 right? So it's we like can put a dent in it. Yeah. We can. We can. We can try, well, but we like we we aren't the ones <laughs> we aren't the ones who are actually able. I don't feel to like actually make that happen. No. Because the moment that like white people, the moment that black people are threatened from comments like that, yeah, nothing happens. But the moment that white people are threatened from comments that, that he's making, mm -hmm. which is justified, yeah, by the 100%. way, that's when real action can change. And it's I also think, an ownership problem too, right? Totally. Like, we do not own the biggest talent agency in America. Totally. We do not. Totally. Simply. Right? Like, you, know? you know, that person, Ari, can literally say, I'm not working with specific brands unless you do this. And obviously, they're going to cut ties Big with time. Kanye, right? So, it's so whoever whoever has the highest card, hundred percent, can yeah. make the decision. And like black people have never had the highest card, never. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. There's like a ton of black people, like even like Candace Owens, for example, like has has a platform. Mm -hmm. You know why? And she's protected. You know what I mean? Like yeah. black people, are probably. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go on a limb and say the majority of black people do not fuck with. Candace Owens. Yeah, yeah. But there are some, there's some yeah. maybe they do. Yeah. But like, that's not enough to be able to get her out of there. No. Right? They're not her audience. No, exactly. So, yeah, she's, so she's it's fine. like, if, but if she were to say anti Semitic comments, she's done. She's done. Yeah. She's off. She she's, 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 done. She's, yeah. she's done. Yeah. Right? 100%. And I think that that's where, like, that's where some of my frustration comes from because it's like, there's, Decisions that can be made to, to get somebody out of the limelight, mm -hmm. uh, but those decisions are only being made by specific groups of people yes. because that those comments affect certain groups of people. And when you know black people are the ones who are the recipients of you know hateful comments or harmful comments that like continue to like just put them in the hole, like what Kanye said about slavery. Yeah. There's nothing we can do about it that, goes unfortunately. Nowhere. It yeah. goes nowhere, right? Yeah. And he almost gets silenced for it, too, right? Because, like, peop I get it. Kanye is this super talented figure. His shoes are great, amazing designer, all that. And people almost just use that as, like, they're separating his comments from the music and from the product. So they're like, we're not going to cancel Kanye because he's too talented sure. for the most part. You know, and it's like that just creates a bigger issue because then you say you want to cancel Kanye and then people make fun of you and they're like, that's not going to do anything. Like, yeah. I'm still going to play his music and I'm going to buy his shoes. And it's like, OK, so let me just not say anything then. You yeah, know? yeah, exactly. Um, and that's not even to say that I was canceling Kanye either. You know, like uh, I don't own Yeezys <laughs> because they're expensive, but yeah. I'm still playing his music, you know? Yeah. Um, like, I mean, like, I'm kind of done with it because I'm like, you know what? Like, this only perpetuates like. Like if I don't do something about it, yeah, like my own, then things. I'm just then I'm just playing into I'm contradicting myself, mm -hmm. and like I don't know I I just I find that like it's a it's a really tough frustrating balance and like frustrating perspective being a person who's half black yeah who has to like see some of this stuff like. Real results can happen. Change can happen fast. Yeah. You know, change we can saw happen. it happen in a week. I know. Change, and that's the hardest part. Change can yeah. happen so incredibly fast and almost instantly mm -hmm. if certain people make it a priority. Yeah. And you can apply that same rhetoric. Things. You can apply that same methodology to anything. You can apply it to 
2020 when everyone was freaking out about George Floyd. You can yeah, apply yeah. that to every agency that's made comments about like, you know, trying to, you know, bolster and strengthen their, you know, <laughs> diversity. Yeah. You can change everything. You can change everything so fast. I think that's where my frustrations come from because right, it's right. like if certain people want to make change, they can make it happen. But it takes a big, yeah, but it takes, it takes, it takes enough people. It takes us, it takes a, uh, but even then, like, it's not even like it takes a certain person, like one phone, one guy can make one phone call and be like, Hey, by the way, I'm like the richest person I have. Like I yeah. own entertainment in America. Yeah. I don't want <laughs> you working with ties. this guy. Okay. Done. Done. You know what much. I mean? And that's the hardest, that's the biggest, um, hardest pill for me to swallow. In this hundred percent. And I think at this point, like, Oh my God, all these days of just like Kanye on Twitter, like trending. And I, I'm like, I had to mute the title Kanye and yay. Cause I don't want to see this shit anymore. So like I said, we can talk about it now. We can kind of leave it there, yeah. but unless something crazy, crazy, crazy happens that we feel the need to like provide an opinion on, I think it's we're done, good. man. We're because good. like if it, <laughs> because it, like the more we talk about it, the more we're contradicting our own beliefs, of course. And thoughts and frustrations. So yeah. Um, Again, like, I can't reiterate enough, like, I think there's a lot of people who are, like, very sensitive to, like, these types of discussions, very sensitive to this kind of topic, sure. and rightfully so. Yeah. I have to make it incredibly clear that, like, I don't disagree with him not being in the picture anymore. Where my frustrations come from is that, like, that notion of change being able to fast, depending on who's willing to play the card. Yeah. So, hundred percent. Let's uh, let's move on here. Um, we got another billionaire to talk oh, about. No, no. <laughs> Fine, fuck billionaires, dog. Real shit, real shit. Fuck that shit. Elon Musk. Yeah. So months ago, we talked about his uh, intention to buy Twitter. Then there was just all these delays and lawsuits and whatever it was. He now officially has bought Twitter for forty-four billion dollars sure. as of Saturday. I think it was. Um, first action, he goes in, fires the CEO, <laughs> fires the CEO and the rest of the people on the board. So now he's a sole director, pretty much. Sure. Um, amongst other things. So he's trying to bring back Trump. He's trying to bring back Kanye. Yeah. Like, speech, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, dude, like, <laughs> uh, oh, let's guy. actually talk about that for a second. So, um, the, they're reporting that the use of the N word on Twitter <laughs> has risen 500% since the announcement oh, and man. since he tweeted Twitter is where free speech will live again, pretty much. Oh, and you're just seeing, oh my God, oh, bro. bro. To the point where it would be trending if there weren't like uh, uh, moderation <laughs> for had, that, you know? Yeah, you just see it trending. It's like, oh, fuck. You log on to Twitter, you're like, well, time to check bro, the news today. Like hard oh, R N word, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's you like, know? Oh, and it's just like, me. God damn. Is this what you want to be responsible for? <laughs> yeah, like, fuck, you know? And it's crazy because people are like, oh, you know, I want free speech. Just for you to say the N word, yeah, like, like bro, like come on, like, give, me a, give, me, give me a break. <laughs> hey man, Kanye said I could say it. Fuck, it's a lot, man. Yeah, but um, so other than that, uh, he's also trying to quickly monetize Twitter. So we can talk about this for a bit because it's insane. But yeah, this is like he what? wants to charge twenty dollars per month for anyone to keep their verification badge. <laughs> so it's not for you to get one; like you still have to 
earn it, quote unquote. But yeah. once you have it, you have like to a pay membership $20 fee? a month. Yeah. yeah, and dude, like, okay, let's just like take this into perspective. <laughs> Anybody who has one of those checks yeah. probably has way more than 20 bucks. Like, it's like, why, like, why $20? It's a weird number. That's like saying, hey, you know, people who probably have a lot of money and are like either like celebrities or like high profile influencers or like companies. Yeah. Give me twenty bucks a month. Yeah. Like what? It's just, give me, I don't give know me where you came up with that. Give, like, give it five hundred dollars. Five hundred like, a month. Yeah. What? Yeah. You serious, bro? Like, no fucking way, dude. Man. If it's if it's a fee that you're charging for that, yeah. twenty dollars is not going to make you money. Yeah, I mean, think about all the people that are verified. Twenty dollars a month to sure. scale it. Decent revenue, right? You know, but I guess. But I like, just think it's because here's the thing. There's such a there's people that have two thousand followers that are verified. You know, like it's not all the millions of followers. So get your like, money up, not your money up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah get your money up, right? <laughs> but it's like, are they going to pay for it? Probably not, you know? Yeah. Uh, is like Cardi B on Twitter going to pay for this? Pro- Does she need to? Like she is clearly distinguishable from the other Cardi Bs on Twitter, right? She has the handle and she has millions of followers. So yeah, that's a good point. It's like, I just think it's a weird move that's going to like backfire, but... I'm not a billionaire, so like maybe he knows more than me. But I actually, yeah, like weird, I, weird move because no other social platform does this. Yeah, but like now they're probably gonna now be they're like, gonna be. They're like, oh damn, Mark Zuckerberg's actually, like, oh shit. Mark Zuckerberg's like, fuck, we should have thought of that. Oh, like I needed another hundred dollars. Yeah, I need another billionaire. That, <laughs> you know, to take the hit for something like this, and then I can come in and Straight just say up. I'm ripping it off. Now that it's a thing. Yeah, big time. I, man, I saw this like video of these two guys. Like walking out of the Twitter yeah. Yeah, the headquarters. headquarters or whatever, and like yeah. this reporter standing outside, like interviewing them, like playing into the story that like Elon Musk is just like firing everybody, yeah, like firing yeah. the CEO, getting rid of every, like you know what I mean, like that kind they of stuff. They have their like box. They have the boxes belongings. with the stuff, yeah. and like it's it's playing into this narrative that like people already want to hear, and they're like, oh, Elon Musk is the bad guy, whatever. Yeah. And, like, he is a fucking asshole. Yeah. So, like, yeah, sure. you know, like I, like, I don't really know how else to say it. But, like, you know, these guys, like, the reporters <laughs> like, interviewing them, the guy said his name is Ligma. Ligma. <laughs> yeah. Ligma Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, dude, this is, like, this is just too much of a Troll, meme, man. Yeah, it's a, too much of a meme. Pretty iconic, to be honest. It's like, that is hilarious. And then they deleted it. Was CNBC, uh, CNN or CNBC or whatnot? Yeah. They like, deleted the tweet because like everyone was just like, "You idiots!" Like, yeah, you didn't verify that they worked there. Yeah, or, that's that does so much harm for like a big news corporation too. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> oh, man, did you did you see the actual tweet? Because uh, before yeah. they got all the the people knowing that it was a troll, like they they commented like one of the uh, the quotes from the, like the actual account commented one of the quotes from the interview, and they're like, "Ligma is concerned about how he's going to maintain his Tesla payments." <laughs> this yeah. is number one thing, <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, you didn't realize none of this." Yeah, like, like, on, it's man. just like, yeah, it's like it's <laughs> a L, it's a big time L, but like I don't know, man, like. I feel. Would you pay? Fuck that, bro. Like, <laughs> Let's n- say you got like 100K followers. This is years from now. We're established with the podcast and we have a big following, right? On Twitter. You're paying $20 a month to keep your, your badge? Yeah. Well, I, I honestly, I don't care. Yeah. Like, I guess know, so. I don't care. At that point, it's like. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like if I'm, if I'm rich. It is what it is, yeah. You know, it's like 20 bucks. 20 bucks is like nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? I guess so. That's one way to look at it. Just. 
added to the list of expenses. Yeah, it's like, yeah. it's stupid. We get I don't off. want this to work, though. Totally, totally. I don't want this to work. I just feel you like... You are right. Some people are just going to be like, fuck it, but I don't want it to work. I just feel like it's just, like, we get ripped off by, like, every company yeah. every day. Just you know what I mean? It. Like, you know, I live across the street from, like, this independent, like, grocery store, like, yeah. the Loblaws brand one. Right. I'm like, everything there is, like, Three times more expensive than like an ordinary grocery store because it's just like just because yeah you know what just I mean? cause. like that's just an example of like their twenty dollars you know version of grocery stores you know what I mean yeah like, like I get you internet companies you know what I mean like, yeah you know it's it's the same just add add to the it's list just like, it's just another another <laughs> yeah like element of just getting absolutely destroyed by like a company like that so. yep. Yeah, I mean, I hope this falls flat on its face. Um, it was a weird move from Elon Musk, but hey, he's a billionaire and I'm not, so hey. he knows something I don't. You yeah, know? He, he definitely knows. <laughs> probably knows a lot that we don't yeah, know. So. <laughs> um, but something we were talking about that's going to lead into the next topic. So, like, he fired the CEO, right, at Twitter. Um, and I remember I was talking to my friend. I'm like, what do you do when you're a, C- a former CEO, like, in terms of getting another job, like what's that interview? It's like, process? damn, like, <laughs> I hope this company has a CEO opening to it. Yeah, like are you on LinkedIn with a CEO filter looking yeah, for like, <laughs> LinkedIn jobs? Dude, like. that would be hilarious. That would be so I should check generous. that, I wonder. That would be so funny. You know? But Salary one hundred K, you're like, ah, not enough. Not either enough. this person is like legit and they have like a billion dollars and this is just a meme, or they're just like a high school student who like runs their own like, yeah, paper that's true. delivery yeah. company or something like that. <laughs> yeah, your t shirt design company. <laughs> CEO of the Mad Mix. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think I probably not in that. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> literally. But you're right. Like, I mean, here's the thing. Like yeah. we were talking about this before, and like, um, full disclosure, like I'm not interviewing for any jobs <laughs> right now. You're like, just like, in case the managers. Yeah, just, just in case, like, somebody's listening to this. But well, you are interviewing people. I am, I am interviewing people. Right. Um, and I find, like, I remember when I first started my career, and, like, maybe it's because I was just very junior, and it probably is, but, like, I remember, like, one or two interviews, like, you meet with, like, the main team, mm-hmm. or maybe meet with, like, the hiring manager, and then you meet with the team, and then you, you know, decisions being made. Oh, account interviews were so easy. So account easy. Account management, oh, Literally the easiest thing. I Literally the yeah. easiest thing. Like, when I got a job at Cassette, like, I got interviewed by, you know, the account supervisor and account director at the same time, and then, yeah. like, later that week, I met with, like, the VP, and then... Literally the next day, they sent me an offer. Pretty much, and I was like, they knew. Yeah, see you guys soon. It's like he chills with us. Cool. All right. Yeah, he knows his shit, kind of. Cool. Yeah, he's like he's he's moderately like yeah, capable. Yeah, come on in. You know that kind of stuff. Yeah. But now, it's different. now, like it's like I feel like the the intermediate to more senior roles, like working roles. Mm-hmm. I find like man, you got to do like like five rounds. You got to do a case study. Yeah. You have to do like a you know uh, a marathon. Talk to multiple different team members, sometimes in the same day. Yeah, yeah, sometimes in the same day. Like a two-hour like, type of thing. Where yeah, it's and like, I was thinking, whoa. it's like, man, like, the, the case study piece is crazy because it's like these people also have a job to do or they have a family to take care of. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, when when is realistic to do something like this? And I find that, like, that's the hardest part. Like, it's never about, like, the work that you've done and, like, the work that you built, like, years of experience getting. Yeah. It's always about, like, okay, but, like, show me what you can do right now. Yeah. And it's, like, how does that make any sense? Bro. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? 
Man. Like, why have experienced on my resume that says I've done everything that the case study is asking for? Yeah. Like, why the fuck do I need to do this? It's almost insulting. It, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I, I feel like I've normalized it, and I hate that I have because in design interviews, you got to do, like, a design challenge as well. So on top of the case study, they might also give you a take-home assignment that you got to do within its time box. They say, like, don't spend more than five hours. Obviously, you're going to spend more than five hours because you want this to be, you want to wow them, right? Right. And then you come back and you got to present it to like a round table of people. Or they do like an in person challenge where they give you a design activity and then they watch you uncover it for like an hour. And it's like, God damn. Yeah, it's like, bro. come on, man. <laughs> like, that's the thing. Like, God it's just, damn. It's, it's like, uh, and then you don't get the job. And then and it's you like, don't get oh, it. Oh, man. My. Like, it's like, bro, I just wasted so much of my time. They got to pay people. I yep. feel like if you're, if you're going to do like five rounds, after I get to round three, maybe, I need to get compensated for this. Yeah, man. it's like, man, like. So, in some way. Yeah, like I'm doing work or like, you know. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what this looks like, but I yeah. know, it's just super unfair. I think so. And so frustrating. Like. Uh, it's not fun. No. No, and, man. Interviewing for jobs is not, is yeah. not fun. But, like, one thing that I was thinking about when we were, like, writing all these topics down was, like, you get to a certain level, and then you just don't have to interview for jobs anymore. Like you, seat, might, yeah. you, you might, like, meet, like, the, the person, but, like, if you're, like, like, a super senior person or, like, you're a CEO or something like that, like, you don't... It's probably our relationships at that point. Totally. Yeah. It's literally, like, okay, like, who do I know that can hook me up with a job here? Who, Pretty much, do, yeah. You know what I mean? What level does that start at? Yeah, man. I don't know. I mean, for design, probably like a design director level. Yeah. You know, which is like you're almost seven plus years in at that point. Right. When you start out, like it's all, it's, thing is, you go through stages, right? So when you start out, even for us, like we don't know anyone. So it's just a cold application. Yeah. You know, the further you get, maybe when you're in that senior low manager level, you probably know someone at each of these companies, totally. you know, so you can at least reach out to them and be like, Hey, give me the lowdown or potentially a referral. Right. The further you get, the less you have to like think about a cold application or maybe even apply, to be honest. Yeah. Right? Like recruiters are reaching out to you and then you skip some steps there. Yeah, yeah, totally. So everyone kind of has to go through it and it takes years and years of relationship building, but um, it is a pretty good feel. Like even now, like recruiters reach out to me and I don't really reply to them, but it, All feels, the time. it feels good to yeah, just yeah. be like, okay, if I, if I needed to, I could dip into the, into the bag there, you know? Yeah, literally. But, Shout out to recruiters, man. They got a <laughs> tough job. Bro, they good. are sharks, man. I can, let me tell a recruiter story real quick. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember, this is like a, a good perseverance story too. Um, and I'll tell this before we get to our last little thing here, but so right after, when I'm looking for internships, right? right? This is like 20, when I was 20 years old, pretty much. Um, so I had this one recruiter that was helping me get this job at a PR agency as right. a social media coordinator. Um, and I was working with him. He's like coaching me and all that. And they basically handed me the job in the interview. But I'm like, let me just take some time. Like, let me get back yeah. to you guys, right? 30K salary, right? Right, right. <laughs> that was class. a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, but I hadn't interviewed with John Street yet. But right. I had made the connection, but I hadn't even had my first interview yet. Right. Meanwhile, I just got an offer. Yeah. And John Street was an internship versus this was a job. Yeah. But you remember, John Street for me was number one. Yeah, yeah. And so something like, told me yeah. to just like decline this I job. I remember that. 
I yeah. remember I remember you told me that. Yeah, and I was rest I was talking to my mom, I was talking to program program coordinator, getting advice, and I'm just like, I'm gonna bet on myself. Shout out to uh Fred Van Fleet, right? Yeah. Um so I'm like, I'm not gonna take it. And I told the recruiter, and this guy like yelled at me, bro. I'm like 20 years old, he's like this 45-year-old man, just like, you're making a big mistake. This is gonna define the rest of your career. Yeah. Okay. It definitely well, it, it, it defines the rest of your career. It definitely you know, defines the rest of your really career. He's being really condescending, right? And because he's probably going to get a cut, you know, if I get the job. Oh, but I'm just like, yeah, I know, right? But I'm just, I felt really bad after that phone call, and I'm just like, did I make the wrong move? Like this guy has connections and all that in the industry. Fuck all that shit. Yeah, right? put yourself first. But yeah, big time. And it's that like, was my first experience with a recruiter, and it left a sour taste in my mouth. Yeah. Much, well, man, like know? I. First and foremost, like, that's just brutal. Like, it's like, dude, you got to have a little bit more professionalism than that to, like, you know, bully a 20-year-old kid into a a job. Literally. You know what I mean? Because you want a tiny little cut. Yeah, because you want it. Yeah, it's like, no, it's like, we're doing this because it's the right job, right situation for me. And any any job that's offering you, like, or any company that's offering you a job, like, on On the the spot spot. in an interview, you don't want to go there. A hundred percent. You don't want to go there. A hundred percent. So it's like... (laughs) Red flag. I was like, you guys serious? Yeah. Way to show your cards. Like, come on, man. Yeah, big time, big time. You had all the leverage there. They they didn't even know it. Could have got 32. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, I don't know. It's that that kind of shit. But it's like, I don't know. If If you're listening to this and you've dealt with recruiters, like, let us know what you think. I've dealt with only really, really amazing recruiters. Really, Like, even if... I haven't followed up with a job or I didn't get it or like I didn't want the opportunity after a couple of rounds. Like the only people that I've ever worked with like that are like, you know, have been very respectful, understanding and like sure. are good people. So I'm like, you know what? I appreciate it. It's a tough grind, but like it's one that you have to have like a little bit of compassion for. And like I've, I've, yeah. I've dealt with some like really good, even when I didn't get it. Like, I interviewed for a job. Like, let's jump into that in a yeah, second. Yes, sir. But good like, tra- I yeah. had an interview that went really well, and then the recruiter called me. He's like, you know what? It's just they went with somebody a little bit more senior. He's like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, hey. This is what it is, yeah. No, no problem on your – like, I still got a job. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. not worried about that. Like, I appreciate yeah. you following up with me, though. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Right. And that's, like – that's all you can want from a role like that. And 100%. I appreciate that a lot. So let's talk about this. So there was a, a tweet that was trending on, on Twitter. Wow. The question was basically, like, tell me a story of when – you were in a, in a job interview and you knew you weren't gonna get the job. Yeah. So like maybe you fumbled or something happened or whatever. Yeah. And I actually replied to it because I had a short little story. But when I was looking for internships again, yeah. You know, I won't say the agency it was, but <laughs> I was in a group interview and number one, fuck group interviews. Yeah, fuck group interviews. And one of the guys mentions he's the CEO's son. Okay. <laughs> I was just like looked on my watch. I'm like, they're wasting my time. Yeah. They're wasting, and he got it. Obviously, like, yeah. was, it's a. I don't know why they even did that for show. Maybe, but <laughs> that was a moment. Immediately, I'm just like, okay, <laughs> all right, I get what's going on here. Yeah, it's you like know? I'm, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. But that's a decision that you made yourself. And yeah. Like, be like, oh, I'm blessed actually. Straight up. Yeah. So, I mean, it can be both, right? But uh, is there a situation where you were like interviewing and yeah. then you did oh, something? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, I got two. I got two bangers. All right, for let's you. hear it. Let's hear so it. So the first one was like my first like professional interview. This was like in 20, 2013, maybe. Okay. 2012, 2013, maybe. So yeah. I was like fresh out of university. I was like, you know, applying for a bunch of jobs. I got an interview with the government. And if you're working in Ottawa sure. and you get an interview and you get a job with the government, then like you're set. You're, set. You know, you're, like, yeah. you're good to go. Because yeah. it pays decent, whatever. So I was like, all right. And like, I didn't really prepare 
for it as well as I could have because I didn't know. And I thought like the only other job interview that I ever had was at Metro. You know what I mean? Ah, jeez. That's a a big jump. Very different job, right? Yeah. So I go into this. So like I went over drinks the night before. So I I I was like, you know what? I'm going to limit myself. I'm only going to have two beers. You know what I mean? That was like just a stupid idea. Yeah. I didn't prep for it at all. I woke up in the morning. Like got dressed up in like a suit. I'm pretty sure I wore the suit that I wore to prom for the interview. I pulled up, went there. You know, got to the interview. They started asking me some like real questions, and I'm like, I definitely didn't prepare for this. Like, it was yeah. like a communications role or something like that. And I'm like, I have no idea how to answer any of these questions. And I could like I feel myself kind of like this. fucking yeah. up. And yeah. I was like, oh no, like I bricked that hard. Like, I asked, like, I remember like being in the interview and they asked me a question and I like thought for a second, I was like, can you repeat the question? And I, <laughs> the moment that I did that, I was like, just I to give you more time. And I was like, I don't think I got the job. Nah. So anyways, I left. They didn't even call me back. And I was like, ah, fair enough. And then uh, the next one, this is actually like relatively recently. This is like maybe like three years ago, okay. three or four years ago. I was like interviewing uh, and like I had like a pretty good interview. Uh, I'm, again, I'm not going to say the agency, they're like, we really want you to meet the VP. Mm. Like, who's going to, like, be, like, the overseer or the account or whatever. I was like, sure, sounds good. So, I like, like, a recruiter's like, you know, I was like, I don't know if I can make this time. She's like, listen, like, you have a really good chance of getting this. Like, if you're meeting with the VP, it's just like, kind of like a final, like, gut check. I was like, all right. And, like, I actually didn't give a fuck about the job. Okay, I okay, actually okay, didn't okay. care. Yeah. I was like, I'll see if I can get it. So I like go to this interview and like we met at like a Tim Hortons or something like that, like super <laughs> informal. Yeah. And like I handed her my resume and I was like, you know, we started talking like the first like, two seconds. She like pulled my resume and like tried to like point out a spelling mistake or something like that. But it wasn't like in my defense, it was not a grammatical error. It was like sh- it was like her weird preference of how like. Oh, I was like, weird. Oh, hyphen should be added here when I'm like, it doesn't have to be. OK. So yeah. I was like, OK, this is kind of weird. And then, like, we started talking about, like, he was like, oh, so, like, tell me about who you met or whatever. And I was, like, totally forgot the people who I met with, like, a few days before. Uh, and I was true. just like, I have, I'll be honest, like, I can't remember their names. And I know it's not a great look. And then, like, he was like, okay. And, like, we started talking. And then, like, I was like, I walked away. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not getting that job. <laughs> I'm not getting that one. And uh, so there's, like, the recruiter got back. She's like, hey, they went with somebody else. I was like, honestly, I'm better off. I don't fucking care about this place. I feel you. You know? I feel you. some pretty jokes. So for anyone who's, like, listening to this, who's, like, just starting out in their career, like, take the time to even just, like, prepare, like, yeah. spend an hour researching, doing your homework, like, looking up the generic questions, like, think about what you're going to say, because those are the types of things that, like, really do matter. Like, don't, don't pull a me and, like, if you have any experience, yeah. just, you know, prep yourself. No, yeah. no entry level job is going to be like the hardest interview you've ever had. Like they'll go easy on you, but like you have to do your part. You got to do your part. Come prepared, but also like loosen up. You know, like totally. You're a person, right? So come prepared, but like don't memorize things. Really, you know, just like have an understanding of your past experience and what you bring to the table. But Big time. I find interviews are best when you're just like free flowing. You know, and yep. it's just like. Connecting as a person. Um, real quick, so I remember <laughs> I, this wasn't really an interview. It was like, so demo day was like the brain station graduation day kind of yeah. where we all had our like projects and then there were industry people that would come in that are looking for junior designers. Sure. And I fumbled so hard with this first person. So she runs a startup, comes up to me with the easiest layup question. What is your design process? 
Bro, I started sweating. I was mumbling words. I didn't know what to say. It was the most awkward encounter oh, of no. the last few years of my life, bro. <laughs> like, I, I don't, I wasn't coherent. I didn't say, I couldn't find the words, bro. I don't know why. It was such an easy question that you should know. And she just looks at me and looks at me sweating on my forehead. I could see her eyes, like, look at my forehead. And then I can't remember how, I don't even remember how I got out of it. I think I, like, blacked out mentally. Bro. Oh, it's <laughs> tough. That's so tough. So she went on to the next person, and I was She's like, like Fuck. nice, okay, cool. Walks in, like, you hear the next person's answer, and you're like, Fuck, <laughs> I really screwed that up. Oh, man. But, hey, you live and you learn, and you do better for the next person. Yes, sir. Right? That's all it is. Yep, definitely. Man, our Jordan episode is here. Jordan episode is here. That was a good one, man. <laughs> yeah. uh, man, shout-outs to everyone who listened to this last episode. Uh it's Halloween, so hopefully you got some good candy. Facts. Got a good haul, you know. Uh, What's your least favorite candy, real quick, uh, that you would get as a kid? Or? Oh, um, you know those, like, sesame snacks? Oh, bro. Dude, sometimes Ugh. you get those, and how, like, when you're trick-or-treating, I'm like, dude, no way. Like, <laughs> this is... I realize it's very privileged for me to like say this, but like Fuck it, yeah. I'm like this shit's gross. Nah, like don't yeah, don't yeah. give this shit up. Tootsie I'd rather rolls. I would fucking rather raisins. I actually didn't mind tootsie you like rolls. Yeah, I didn't mind tootsie rolls. Raisins were alright. Raisins yeah, sucked, but, but like the sesame things were like, no, I'm good. Yeah. Hey, we might have to ask the the fans here too. What is your favorite Halloween candy? Hundred percent. Let us know. Thank you so much for listening. That was episode 23, season four. Stay tuned for some more great content. But until then, have a great morning. Afternoon, evening, nighttime, all of it, everything. Have a good one. Peace.